hang your head on a wall. Hey, and buddy. You, and you push the button. It's been pushed for three minutes and five seconds. Wow. Um, you made a face just now. What are you missing? Yeah. What's up? This, it, it, lunch is missing something. Oh, oh, it's a surprise. <laughs> RJ brought out. Uh, these aren't even. I mean, they're. Are they bowls? <laughs> yeah, these are bowls. Yeah, but they're very kind of wide mouthed. Oh. They're soup bowls. Oof. Wide mouth soup. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm really into this. Okay, we we are uh, we are moving away from the light lunch uh-huh. fare train, and actually, it's not heavy. It is lunch food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I just don't think I can do like, all of that, though. I don't think I can do. Uh, it. I can do. I can do like one, like that much. We'll see. We so, will see. Um, I couldn't make up my mind. Yeah. Because the weather is being so temperamental lately, uh-huh. I wanted to do soup, and I wanted—I had an idea for a soup that I wanted to try, but then I was like, fuck, I also want... So we're having soup and sammies today, gentlemen. Soup and sammies, indeed. The sandwich is a corned beef on marbled rye with uh, Dijon and Swiss, shaved wafer thin. Wafer thin. And the soup, I don't have a name for it. Um, it is Italian sausage Ooh. that I browned off with some onion, then threw in some potatoes and some spinach, and then I poured in some homemade stock, and that's it. <laughs> and it's really fucking tasty, and <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Italian sausage? Yeah. Because it looks like a Polish soup, like a, like a Polish style and soup. And it kind of looks like an Italian wedding soup. Yeah. But it doesn't have that flavor. It's not an Italian flavor. It's more of a... Italian Italian wedding soup is thinner than this. This has a thickness to it. That's just the potato and the spinach. The missus really? said the same thing. She tasted She said, oh, that's creamy. I said, I didn't put... There's no milk in there. No, no, no. Not, not milky, but like just like... It's, yeah. It's just... Really Stocky. Milky. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just going to take a big fat bite out of this sandwich. Fat bite. Would it. you like a petite um, sweet? <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. God, I'm going right. I'm going right in the middle. Okay. No, you know, normally, but people go like, ah, oh, you just take the bite out of the corner of the sandwich or whatever. I'm going right, right down the fucking do, middle. Do whatever you want, Johnny. There's no rules. There are no rules, and this is really good corned God, beef. That soup is good, I isn't it? Yeah, delicious corned beef. Isn't it great corned beef? Yeah, the bread is fresh and gooey. The zuppa has got a little kick to it. A little bit. Mm. Spicy is that what it is? It's in the it's in the sausage. Yes, good. Okay, I have a sausage question. Yeah. I'm Polish and Italian, half and half. Mazel tov. Thank you. You Thank want you're you. asking how the sausage is made. I'm going to ask you how sausage is made. I'm going to ask you the difference between, and I should know this, but I don't. The difference between Polish sausage and Italian sausage. Number one, seasoning. Okay. Number two, almost all Polish sausages are a farce. A farce? New word for the boys. Uh, I know what a farce is. It's like when all these Polish sausages get together and they do like wacky physical comedy yeah. and they're kind of like making fun of something that's actually serious. Isn't that farsky? <laughs> I don't speak farsky. So a farce in culinary language is when you make a regular sausage or ground beef, you grind it once, maybe twice. Farce, you grind twice to the finest it'll go. Then you throw it in a food processor or a mixer and 
emulsify it with mm. cold water. And so that's why hot dogs and Polish sausages have that really tight structure. Oh. And also, almost all Polish sausages are smoked. Aha. Uh-huh. Whereas Italian sausages are usually served raw or uh, just cased, and then you cook them however you want to cook them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But most Polish sausages are cooked. I mean, actually, I think almost all Polish sausages are smoked oh. or at least pre-cooked. Okay. So. Well, there you go. Question answered. All of all of my relatives who are listening right now are going like, you could have asked us. Yeah. Sometimes it's called farce. Sometimes it's called force meat. In this day and age, I'm going with farce. Horse meat? No, force meat. Yeah, force meat. Yeah, because nobody wants to force meat on anybody. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going on? We're coming up on a, a four-day dark, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be that fun of a four-day dark for me. Why? What you got going on? I'm going to have a procedure done. You finally getting that nose job? Uh, it's. I wouldn't call it my nose job. Okay. Uh, it's a s- similar procedure to another one of our podcast mates have had done. Yeah, we can just compare and contrast. <laughs> Great. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you're, yeah. I, you can get into it. It's your medical business, but I had uh, PRP, as we know. BRP for the PRP? Yep. Uh, so I had PRP on the ankle, and uh, they, you know they, they take your blood, they take it away and spin it. And they bring back the platelets, which are a nice golden urine color. Is that true? Are you sure it wasn't yeah. just urine? No. Okay. I mean, I don't know how much urine I have in my bloodstream, t- or maybe it was somebody else's. Who took it out? You sure Dr. R didn't go go to the restroom uh, for a, for a spin? Uh-huh. Dr. R took the blood. They do take it away to spin it. They don't do it right there in front uh, of you. Not quote, unquote, spin it. You've got you to be in the room for that shit. You if, never know what they're putting in. I'll tell you this. If it was the assistant's urine, I'm, I have no problem <laughs> with that. Whatsoever. No problem. Pee inside me all day. <laughs> So uh, they bring back the urine-rich plasma, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it's in a, a vial with a pretty healthy needle on it. Um, let's just say this. Trigger alert oh, for God. anybody that this may bother. It may bother me. already triggered me. Yeah, my, yeah. You, I'm, I don't give a fuck about, but I'm just anybody out there. Um, yeah, so if you don't want to hear about the, uh, you know, if you're weird about needles and stuff, you might want to, you know, fast forward. But yeah, so they... Um, the problem with this is they they do the uh, they do the injection, and over time it's a long period fix, not like a collagen injection or, or something like that. Like over four to six weeks, you start noticing better healing because you have all of these platelets, you know, and it, and um, increases the blood flow and all that kind of stuff. The problem with the injection is you cannot numb the area because that will actually kill the cells that are going in that you want, you know. No no to, anti-inflammatories. So there's no anti-inflammatories for a week ahead or a week behind or whatever. So, like, it's just wherever you get the shot. I mean, they do it on shoulders. They do it on knees, you know, all kinds. Of, it's pretty common practice. But wherever you get it, no numbing. So you're going raw dog. May I take a, a, a side note here? Please. Please take a look at the amount of focused concern on Jimmy's face when you're talking about no anti-inflammatories, no mm-hmm. painkillers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where... Excuse me, I'm choking. I know the Heimlich. Hold on. It's just one of those things where you know it's going to hurt. You have to grin and bear it. It only lasts for a few minutes or whatever, but... I won't grin. No. No, I... Uh, I was laying there on my side, and we started to get into it. I said, I would save the pot. So two two funny things, actually. You can be the judge of that. But I'm laying there on my side, and, uh, you know, the doctor says, basically goes like, says one of those classic, like, all right, a little bit of pressure. <laughs> it's cool, actually. What they do is he's got a little portable, I should say this ahead of time because it comes in later, but he's got a little portable, um, um Sonogram. Uh, so, uh, yes, yeah, sonogram. I was going to say portable MRI, and that definitely not. <laughs> um, but he's got a little sonogram thing there, like he's looking for the baby's heartbeat in the ankle. I made a wisecrack. I said, <laughs> do you see a heartbeat? And the assistant said, I think it's a boy. <laughs> good said, for oh, him. Well, that's good, good for him. Her. Oh. No, I just, the you the assistant. 
Well, because he oh, said... Oh, you did want to assume. Yeah, because he said he wanted to get peed on by the assistant. I figured... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, right, I mean... Peed in. Right. Either way. Okay. But, uh... So they have a little portable sonogram there, and they're looking... Uh, for me, it's the posterior tib tendon that's on the inside of my left ankle, and they're, he's looking there at the tendon, he's deciding where he's going to inject, and he's asking, you know, is this where you feel most of your pain, and such and such. He puts a little kind of marker there, you know, a little dot where he's going to thing. And then uh, it's pretty badass, actually. He, he says, like, you know, okay, a little bit of pressure. Boom, needle goes in. And then once the needle is in... He's just moving that little camera around and watching on the screen oh, wow. where he's injecting it and kind of looking around that tendon and trying to you know, cover. But put it in, and it was a, you know, it hurt pretty good. And I kind of was like, God, fuck, you know, right in the middle of the. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you're good. Don't worry. Sorry about that. But, um, you know, lasts all of maybe three minutes or so. But, you know, I don't know if you've ever, like, done something difficult for a three-minute period or like i haven't you know boxed never. around no. or like been in a cold shower for three minutes or I whatever had the same experience a three-minute experience with him but it wasn't putting something in it was draining my knee oh yeah same sonogram same moving the needle around same no no painkillers uh-huh. and when he's taking stuff out you feel it much more because he's digging that needle around yeah 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 well and it's it's weird too because this four cc's of fluid is going in and it just there it it even when it's done it's just feels puffy it feels, it feels like it's weird. filling you up yeah if, it feels if you, like you, you feel s- like you got extra liquid in there yes you can feel it it's very strange very bizarre hurts so uh gets to the point where on the sonogram i guess like for the record he says uh he says to the assistant like okay go ahead and take a picture of that she presses a button tchoom, everything goes blank oh no and I'm like, like in the middle of it. Got to do it over. Needle in, no, needle yeah. in my ankle. And he's like, bring it back up. Oh. Bring it back up. Bring it, nope, don't press that. So he's got a needle in my ankle, holding it with one hand. He's like, okay, push push this over. He's like, she's pushing the oh. thing over. He's like, press he's this, press this. He looks at me, goes, you okay? And oh. I said, are you okay? Because <laughs> that's really more of my concern right. right now. Like, I'm fine. Uh, he's like, don't worry. Like, everything's fine. We just got to bring it back up. But. He did a little thing. The screen came back up, and then they had to like reload whatever. And so I, the needle could have been in for a little longer, probably yeah. than it needed to be. Um, but they got it all back up. They got me filled up there. I kind of gimped out of there and was a little bit tender and swollen yesterday, and and didn't have a great night's sleep. But today I'm feeling a little bit better. You drive you yourself? Perky. Drove myself. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not like I mean it's not anything. And, that it's, your, you're and it's your left foot. See, my problem is on my right foot. Yeah. I'm probably going to need a ride. Maybe. I mean, it's still like, even if it was my left foot, like, the, the, what's weird about it, and I said this before, is like you, it's, it's swollen and irritated, but not because of an injury. So you don't, like, as I'm sitting there in my car with my ankle, like, it feels puffy, but it doesn't hurt in a way that it's been sprained. Yes, you know what I mean. This the spot where the needle went in was irritated, and that that main spot it was kind of hot last night, uh-huh. like a little red and irritated. A little little less red, a little less puffy today. But first two days they say are are gonna like be irritated and such, and then you know you just kind of go from there as we'll feel it out. So, but it not was, looking forward. According to the doctor, it was a successful procedure, and like I said, it's it's not an overnight cure, like. Within a week's time, your ankle or whatever it is that you're getting it done to like feels like it did before, but then over a long period of time, it's supposed to kind of usher in more healing. Oh, boy. But yeah, they say the more like you kind of move it around, I'm not supposed to do anything kind of like weight-bearing exercise for a week or so, but... Like you're not supposed to or you probably don't want to because it'll hurt? I I mean... they tell you don't? It just says like, basically just say like, Take it easy for a few days to yeah. see how you feel, and then if you're going to start kind of running around like maybe body weight stuff or whatever, no, you know, heavy lifting. But like honestly, if again the reaction sometimes happens later, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. But if I feel like this for the next few days, I'll be back to work pretty soon. I think. Like, okay, it's not, I certainly hope so. Yeah, I certainly hope so too. Yeah. All that being said, it's a Tuesday, and I'm the only one that's having a beverage. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. We're nice. gonna. 
We are we we have to go to uh, the chicken packing plant tonight. We do indeed finish out our contractual obligations. Indeed, yes. Well, Whereas Mr. Happy Go Lucky over there gets to like limp lounge around. with his feet up. And, yeah, great. You know, probably going to order a pizza from somewhere tonight for dinner. Oh, how nice! Yeah. I lay around being served all yes. day. <laughs> well, I will be very tired tonight because this morning, driving the boy, driving the thing to school this morning. At 6.40-something in the morning, uh, he tells me in the middle of the drive, um, I don't know if I'm going to eat lunch today. My stomach doesn't feel good. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you do you feel nauseous? He's like, no, no, no. It's just, just kind of hurt. My stomach kind of hurts. I'm like, okay, well, keep an eye on it. He has a uh, <clears throat> a concert today for um, for all the art schools, national art school conventions. So he had to bring his tuxedo mm. for his concert today. And then <clears throat> we're just about to make a left to his school. And he's like, maybe I do feel nauseous. And then like right after that, he's like, give me the garbage. Boot. And I, re- and I couldn't reach the garbage fast enough to pull it out of the back seat thing. And he's just... Oh no, in the Tesla? Oh no. In the <laughs> Tesla. Oh no. Oh no. Time to get a new car. <laughs> yeah, burn it down. Um but no, thanks to the incredible foresight for the owner of the Tesla. Okay. I installed, installed. I put in these rubber mats in the, in the on the floor. Okay. These Awesome rubber mats with the with the sides on it and stuff. So the lion's share of the red Dorito oh liquid. <laughs> At what time in the morning? It's five uh, six forty five a.m. Oh man! From the Doritos that he had late last night while sure. he was on his computer. Uh, skip breakfast. Not because I don't think because he was sick because he was just late getting up. Um, but yeah, it was all this like bright red, uh, hot and spicy Doritos powdery weirdness just coming out. But the lion's share got onto this, these rubber mats and a little bit got onto the seats, which are easily wiped off Some on the side, had to take that out. But man, the rubber mat, just take it out, get the hose, hose it down, let it dry and it's good and done. But yeah, that was that was my morning. Oof, hosing off the hosing off the the hork. No, you're not not good. <laughs> RJ's taking a pause. See now, I, I'm sorry. I should have trigger warned. Oh, I should have trigger uh, warned. I'm very sorry. Maybe this whole episode is trigger warning. Yeah, well, this is I actually, I mean, foreshadowing a little bit, getting into uh, my new junk that I brought with me today for later. Mm. I, I do think I'm going to have to issue a trigger warning for what oh, wow. I brought. So I, that, trigger warnings abound Okay, all over the place today. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, unrelated, not completely unrelated to our junk, but I did end up, uh, I don't know how I got there. I was going down this rabbit hole, and maybe I'll try to include some of this in the episode. Have you guys heard... You know who McGruff the crime dog is, right? Oh yeah. All right. Here's, Absolutely. Well, and here's how I got there. I'm, I'm listening to, and again, I'm gonna finish this podcast, Jimmy. Not this one, but this podcast that I'm listening to. It's called Gone South. Mm, you were talking. I'm listening to season one. Season two is out right now. Um, part of this um, kind of murder mystery podcast thing that I'm listening to, Gone South. McGruff the crime dog came up. Okay. Because one of, I, I guess this guy who was involved and and was working for the sheriff's department or whatever and and like was kind of investigating part of this case happened to also be the guy who was the original McGruff the crime dog in these um like the know, voice in, of yeah like the voice of and like the character and he Take cla- a bite out of crime right yeah. exactly. he claims that he um came up with the idea of McGruff the crime dog, but then actually, like, they say that there it was the idea of an ad agency, and then the ad agency was looking for somebody, and the, oh. whatever. So there's some controversy along with McGruff the crime dog. But I remember all those commercials, and I was, like, looking at some of those commercials on YouTube and stuff, and they're just 
just as like early eighties cheesy. Are you yeah. all right? You still feeling nauseous from the from, the, from story? the story? Is Aww. it from the story or did you something hit the soup hit you bad? I think it's the I, I ate fast. Have some Dr Pepper. I did, and the bubbles are also compounding oh, everything. No. I ate fast. I filled up. <laughs> And then a vomit story. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hanging right there. I'm just trying to, I'm keeping oh, it down. Oh, shit. Last week it was me with the sneeze. This week it's Jimmy with oh, the vomit stories. Oh, God, you can't you win. just won't let me have bodily functions. <laughs> <laughs> so McGruff the Crime Dog had an album. Oh. Like a music <laughs> album. Tell me he rapped. In the 80s, he Can could've... I play for you some of McGruff the Crime Dog's album? Absolutely. All right. Because I know that in that same time period, myself and my clown partner, were, we were, he was really into, into crisscross. Yes. And wanted to be like the, a rapping clown. They'll make you jump, jump. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And so he said, we got to do a rap album together. <laughs> and we did. We did a song. Um, and so it was the same time period as McGruff, so I know that rap was a big thing, so he has to rap. Uh, While you're trying to find that, you want to hear the, my part of the rhyme? Is, I want to hear it, yeah. I'm ready to go, but I, I, wanna, I do want to hear it. Go ahead, Jimmy. Is, is, is there going to be copyright issues? doesn't matter. Nobody listens. Uh, there's no way there's going to be a copyright issue with All this. Right. There's no way. Go. My name is RJ, the magic clown. I've got the remedy for any kind of frown. I've got blue hair and a funny face with feet like this. I win any kind of race. I like to do magic. It's really a kick. Stick around later. I'll show you a trick or two or three. That was my line. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so Super Bowl shuffle. It is so yeah. Super Bowl shuffle and Wait. so white. It's oh, so very, very it's white. one of the whitest things I've ever seen you Oh, do. my God. It is lacking any hue whatsoever. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. McGruff, the, the crime dog. Let me give you the names of the tracks. It's called McGruff's Smart Kids. Smart Kids. And, um, is that like a smart home? The, the names of the tracks are Alcohol. Of course. By McGruff. McGruff the Crime That's Dog. a smart kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crack and cocaine. Definitely wow. a smart kid. Wow. Marijuana. Ooh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, inhalants. Oh. <laughs> so there's like a different glue. song for like everything. I would given, like to hear. Given I, all these kids ideas about all the different Rush. things I can try. Do you ever huff Rush? No, I don't even know what Rush is. I, I did Rush in high school. What is Rush? I don't know. It's like they, they said it was like airplane fuel. Oh, it's the spray stuff. No, no, it was in a small little vial that you just uh, uncapped and you just sniffed it. Really? And then like I would do, I would like, that was, I would do that and Jolt Cola before plays. Jesus In high Christ. school. <laughs> You would hit it. You would hit rush and yeah. have, a, have a jolt cola. Let's go! And we did it. Doing all that kabuki. Was yeah. Starting. No, no, no. That's this pre kabuki days. But anyway, I'm about ready to kabuki right now. Oh. Last two. Um, <laughs> last two track names are "Make Your Body Last." Make your body. Okay, so a fitness thing, I guess. And then I'm glad I'm me. Oh, right. That's probably the special one. Yeah, I'm gonna give you just a couple highlights. This this one is uh, marijuana by okay. McGruff the Crime Dog. So let's listen to marijuana. Never cry, marijuana. Don't try it at all. <laughs> you can keep your mic. We'll comment on it. Listen to it. It's like beating your head on a wall. <laughs> it's like beating your head on a wall. Stay away. Marijuana's a fast way to fall. You will pay because it's you and you know good at all. Kicking in right here, kicking in. And you know if you gamble with life, you can lose it. Because your life is a gift, don't abuse it. This is a little kid singing in the background. The cover art. Your life is a gift. Don't abuse it. Oh. Ooh, listen to that guitar solo. This song needs a music video. <laughs> None of them have music videos, oh. as far as I can tell. All right. So this album should shouldn't be called Smart Kids. It should should just be called Don't. Well, there's the you know, like I like myself. Well, at the end and, and the, the idea end. is that like if you're a smart kid, you're not going to do this stuff, right? Right. Alcohol. Funky Jam. Yeah, oh, right? Oh, yeah. The best, uh... Hey, open up your eyes. 
You're a talking dog. <laughs> it's no good when you're drinking. It's no good when you're drinking. It won't show you the way. Listen <laughs> hey, this background vocals. My favorite comment on this song will have to pay a price. is You're hold gonna on. Lose someday. <laughs> My favorite comment is the best song Steely Dan never wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you get I mean there's again a lot more highlights but then finally we'll we'll go to I'm glad I'm me. Oh, yes I'm glad me because my Synth life pop. is really great i'm gonna celebrate drugs are not for me <laughs> oh so good johnny so good so good. if one were to want to oh i don't know re-record these in album form uh-huh uh-huh would there be an interested party who'd want to design the music for that oh i mean Let's say we wanted to, like you say, like do our own versions of that, or like one wanted the three to do of their, us put out their own version of that. The three of us put out the uh, two two characters and a clown version of Smart Kids. Do we re do do we re-record them as they're written, or do, or do we, we write our own like write our own version? We could we could re- we we, have, we write our own song. We do everything else as it was recorded, except we have our own song. Interesting, interesting. Wouldn't be that hard to put those tracks together. Well, and like, it would be kind of fun to do a say no to alcohol and drugs sort of thing, like it, it, in in the in the twenty in the twenty twenties. I mean, I just I just wanted to bring it to you guys to play, but like, I, I don't have. Wait, that's not your junk. No, it was gonna be. I thought about bringing one of those songs. Uh, I was thought, but but I happened upon something else that I think is even more important to bring. Oh boy. Junk wise, but let's get into it. Let's talk about last week. Talk right. about junk, and then we'll let's do it. Then we'll then we'll get into what I've uh, what I've brought to share with you this week. All right, I brought up a pictorial. You reading, sure did. Uh, of one of my one of my favorite of all time performers, and I have all of his albums digitally on my computer. Bob Newhart, yes, uh, who yes. is known for his conversations. Yeah, be it on the phone, be it. Uh, with a, with a non-existent person on stage. Now there are versions of what I put out, which is the driving instructor, that have people in them. Like there's one that he does with Dean Martin for the Dean Martin Comedy Hour, which is horrible because Dean Martin's just it messes up the timing of that incredible routine. <laughs> because in the driving instructor, he's it. it, it he has a way about him in all of the, in all of his conversations. He has a way about him of you. There is another person there. He yes. is talking to another person. Yes, it's the stammer in his voice. Yes, it's the it's the the questioning of it. It's the um, the 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 heightened intensity when things do go awry, and it's the laid back trying to calm people down when things are getting out of control. Um, I love this piece. You mentioned both things that actually like uh, that I kind of noted. Right off the bat, one is the fact that it's only the one side of the conversation and that you're not hearing the other side of the conversation. Right. It's it's there, but it it allows us as a listener to imagine our own version. Yes. What she's saying in your head is not the same thing as what exactly. she's saying in my head, which I, I love the idea of that. Yeah. And it allows him to take the dialogue to to surprising places that yeah. we don't expect, right? Because we in our head have this imagination of like, uh, it, the 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 conversation happens in reverse order. Mm-hmm. So he says something, yes. and then we fill in the blank behind what he's reacting to. Right? Yes. Like when he talks about, um, oh, it was a great turn. That I, I mean, that was, that was a perfect turn, <laughs> yes. wonderful turn. Little pause. This is a one-way street. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. so then, like that. Him saying that makes us have to go back exactly. to like what she said right. before. Right. right. So right. good. And then you know what I call the new heart stammer or the new heart stutter, yeah. which is, yeah. I don't know. It, he uses it a lot. Right? Every and, line and, and, and pretty much everything. He does. Every line, but so 
perfectly. Yes. It builds this weird little playful tension. It it allows him to go like, oh, I'm I'm thinking on the spot and I'm bringing it up, even if he's not, and even if it's all well rehearsed or right. whatever. But yeah, it it's such a quirky little kind of character uh, affect that, but it's so it it makes it so charming and realistic too and i don't know what about it too it, it, it kind of like primes the listener's ear for what's what he's about to say it kind of just like dials us in a little bit it gives you kind of an on-ramp to sort of like uh, to, to to what he's what he's going to talk about it's like what is what's going to happen next what, what is he going to say next yeah 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 it's it's a it's an interesting technique that i don't know of very many people who who employ that that similar thing i mean I stammer, but not for you know for any sort of effect. I can't to get the words out. But like, yeah, he does it in in a very masterful sort of deliberate, deliberate sort of way that really makes the 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 realism of the conversation really to the fore. And and yeah, he's not only repeating what she's just said he's also narrating the action of what's going on right. to the point where uh, at one point he's like don't turn there no yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. when he when he explodes like that yeah it's so surprising and so like and, and it's like forceful you know where he's like so so kind of kind of gentle and talks like this but then he, yeah and then the he thing screams. is he all of these things occurred on an album Huh. And then he took them live. Ah. So it wasn't like Comedians Now where they do it all live, test it out, then record it. Then puts it on an album. Yeah, he, the he put out the comedy albums. Yeah. And then had to figure out a way because it's... And I saw I, I was very fortunate to see him perform. I, I, got to, I got to work a gig with him. Yeah. Wow. I was doing Magic, and this was in Monterey. Huh. At a, and he just sits in a chair. With, with a microphone. With a telephone? With a telephone and microphone. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. seen him like do something where he's like at a desk with the telephone. Yeah. Or no. Yes, or like some, just yeah, a there, there are some things like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what you, re- what you probably remember is the Newhart show where he was a psychologist and opens up with him at the desk of the telephone. <laughs> Maybe, but I, I just feel like I've seen him like doing some kind of live performance yeah. like that, I'm sure. Or and now, now, I mean, you can see live performances of him doing it, but there's, God, the, uh, the two... The two Performers that I love listening to from those days where they recorded on albums, him and I hate to say it, Woody Allen. Mm, yeah. The early Woody Allen stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're funny. Yeah. It was just when he started, you know, diddling his children that. Yeah. yeah. Not, not as good. Oh, that you have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only because I don't have kids. Right. Awesome. Good choice, RJ. Yeah, Thanks. that was nice. Really nice. Uh, let's go to me. Okay. I chose from the Carol Burnett show <sighs> The Interrogation or The Interrogator. Just a rolling good time. <sighs> so good. I mean, I can remember being a little kid growing up, going to my grandma's house and watching the Carol Burnett show as it was on. Mm-hmm. And probably half of what they were doing was over my head. You right. know what I mean? And, Going back and revisiting that stuff now and just realizing how smart it all was. And how, I mean, mm-hmm. it was funny when they broke character. And then there's the famous, you know, infamous and famous sto- uh, clip of the, elephant. Uh, of the elephant story. or what, And there's like two versions of yeah. that, too, where mm-hmm. like they were both of yes. them, they were cracking. Because re- it was a rehearsal. One was I a rehearsal. So, yeah. And then one was the actual tape. And everybody knows that. And everybody knows the famous clips of, uh, you know, of, of all of that kind of stuff. And this one is. Well known, but not as well yeah, known. Right. But like so much of what they were doing was just like such good, like smart parody and like funny kind of not just like set up joke, set up joke, set up joke, but like like kind of like long haul kind of 
I don't even know how to describe it or whatever, but like... Yeah, it's it's like the birth of sketch, you know? It's like where, where sketch comedy kind of really was coming from. It, it It's kind of this transition, it seems, from vaudeville into sketch television. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was just like... And I think these guys, especially all the people on the Caribou Net show, and like probably like with the... Um, uh, what do you call it? The the brothers, um, Smothers brothers. brothers. All those uh, all those guys were were like finding it, finding finding like how this medium of television comedy works, you know, and and playing with it. And and Carol Burnett's uh, cast was really kind of embracing this sort of like make everybody make everybody crack, but like really try to hold it together and stuff. And, right. And how that works because. I'm, I doubt you would ever really see that in old vaudeville days, like on the live stage where, where people are cracking each other up. No. And it wouldn't work because you kind of need the camera to kind of pick right. up on those things mm-hmm. and you can't escape from it, you know? So, yeah. it's, it's And it's you know, the great. only reason this is on TV at the time that it's on is because of Hogan's Heroes. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. With, with this particular sketch, you mean? Yeah. Make because, it make it fun of Nazis. Because prior to that, and this was in the the thing we saw, uh, the offer, the offer, yeah, where it was like Nazis aren't funny, right? You can't make and and because they came out and made Nazis funny, this gave the this gave the Carol Burnett show license yeah. to go. Okay, well, if they can do it, we can do it, right? And goddamn, everything. I mean, he is. If you look at things that have come after that, like the little man from Raiders of the Lost Ark that comes in with the coat hanger, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and that's he's based that's off of that character, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just that, and and his really, I mean, that's the, one of the things I I love about Tim Conway is that he motherfucking commits. Oh yeah, just commits. Harvey Corman tries to commit, but I think Harvey Corman is there to see if. Tim Conway can make him laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and I, and I'm sure Har- Harvey Corman probably never went. Well, I'm the funny one in this sketch, right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. like, when you have Tim Conway, like your your job is to serve. You're, you're just throwing softballs to yep. Tim Conway <laughs> yep. and cashing that check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Which I would have no problem oh, with. Oh, sure. You had, pre- you had Pretty Boy Lyle Wagner. Yeah, yeah. The All American. Do you know his claim to fame? I was trying to remember when I was watching. It's n- it's it's, it's industry related. Yeah. Lyle Wagner owns the largest commercial um, uh, dressing room company, uh, the trailer company. Oh, the Wagoneers. The, wag- the Wagoners. I thought it was wagon with the double E. It's Wagoner. It's a wag. It's Wagoner, and that's it's him. his company. Yeah. So that's... all of the like trailers that all the people stay in. Yeah, yeah you see that. Oh, you see the word Wagner on on the, the back. Uh, well, there. movie oh, sets and stuff. Damned. Yeah. Wow. So that's his, that's his big thing. Yeah, and like Tim Conway and Harvey Corman, like the characters in this, they 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 have this. They have status play, right? It's like uh, Harvey Corman introduces. Tim's character coming in as this like high status negotiator, yeah. right? Uh, not negotiator, but or Inter- interrogator. interrogator. He's sorry. the best of the best. He's the right? best of the best. So yeah. he comes in. So like, so he introduces him, and so Tim Conway enters, and now Tim Conway is high status, right? Through through like the first few minutes of that, and then he sits down on the desk, and uh, Harvey Corman. Uh, tells Lyle Wagner to sit down, or, or so we think. Yeah, and then and then Tim Conway realizes, like, oh no, he was talking to me. Yeah, right, right, right. And then it's just like, oh, that's funny, but like, how? Why would he tell him to sit down? And then like, and then there's like a seesaw of status. It's like right. who's high status and who's low status. It's like, no, put that away. No, it's like, oh, okay, you're the best. Okay, now you, now you go, and now you. It's a very, it's very like, interesting dance. It's like they walked into the room. It's like they walked into the room, yeah, wanting to play good cop, bad cop, yes, but didn't decide who was going to be what. <laughs> exactly, who was big, exactly. who was good cop, and who was bad cop. Right, but I I like to think about too. Like, imagine it's nineteen seventy whatever, and you're watching this for the first time, yeah, and you and there's this reveal moment of that little puppet or whatever, and you're just sitting just there going like, oh my. Gosh, like face is gonna melt. So it's just so funny. It's so. And if brilliant. you get back to the puppet, it's the same thing that that uh, Will Ferrell did. He wasn't playing the puppet, hitting his face. 
to make Lyle Wagner bust, he was here in the audience go oh. ape shit for it. Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah, just yeah. like, oh, they're mine now. He's milking. Yeah. He's yeah. Milking. And it's just like, what did he say? Like he's asking the puppet <laughs> yeah. what he said. Right. Oh, it's so good. They're like He's like four inches away from her. He's like, what did he, what did he say? What did he say? Yeah. Uh, so, so good. I, lo- I love that sketch. Love the show. I, I Yeah, Carol Burnett was pretty influential for me growing up as well. I, I remember, it doesn't have to do with this particular sketch, but it... Uh, I was in second grade. Uh, I was in Miss McCarthy's class. Miss Miss McCarthy, if you're listening, R.I.P. R.I.P. Probably, <laughs> uh, most likely. Um, and I, I said something to another another kid, saying that a third kid was a jackass. Ooh. I called this other kid, you know, quietly to this one kid that this other kid's a jackass. And that kid that I told it to was just like, huh, I have to tell on you. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to tell on me. You know, it's, like, it's like, no, no, I, I, I have to, I have to tell on you. You said the A word. You said that, yeah, you said that. I can't, I can't say that. So like, the day goes on, and like, I didn't, I think it was a her, yeah, I didn't see her, but I guess like at the end of the class, Miss McCarthy said, okay, Jim, stay after class. And like it was a whole thing. Like I got called. It's like so you said a bad word about somebody else. We're calling your like they called my parents in. My parents had to come to the fucking school <laughs> to 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 pick me up because I called this other kid a jackass. And so they were all like my mom, my dad, Miss McCarthy, like another teacher probably was there too. And they were like. I can't, I'm so disappointed. I can't believe you said that word and called that word. It's like, where did you learn that word? <laughs> and I went, Carol Burnett? <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> they didn't know how to handle it, but it's true. That's where I learned that word. I think it was Carol who actually said it at one point. Could, yeah, could be, I'm sure. I had a similar story, but not related to Carol Burnett. Yeah. Um, I was in sixth grade at St. John's Catholic School, and we had to take the bus from Greenfield to King City. And we had just seen the movie. My dad and I just watched the movie, The Big Red One. Mm. Uh, it's a war movie set okay. in World War II. I think they remade it at some point in like the 90s. It was terrible. Yeah. Mm. I might um, be making that up. Mm. Uh, but this no one fact had, checking here. Who was no the guy? Um, James Coburn. Oh. Uh, it was just, and he, and he said a phrase. He walks into the barracks. He's like, "Jesus Christ! It smells like a French whorehouse in here." Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! There you go. <laughs> I get on the bus, and our, our bus driver was this woman who was five foot tall, Linda. Oh my God, her name was Linda. Huh. Had a fro, but she was white, but had a fro. Uh-huh. And I get on the bus, probably and a I, perm. I just, at the top of my lungs, I walk up and I go, Jesus Christ, it smells like a French whorehouse in here. <laughs> and she turned whiter than she already was. Her eyes got as big as saucers. Oh, my God. Um, she kicked me off the bus. So you will not be riding my bus today. You have to find another way to school. Now, uh, granted, I'm 15 miles from my school. I'm a, I'm a whole city away that is only accessible by highway. How old? Mm, sixth grade. So what? 10, oh, 11? Like 11. Yeah, like yeah. 11. 10, 11, um, got kicked out of, got suspended from bus riding for a week. Jeez. For a week? For a week. Had to ride with my friend Doug's father, who worked at the high school in the city that I went to, uh, where my school was. But he was the head custodian, or head head of, so he had to be there at like 4.30 in the morning. Oh, oh boy. So I would have to get up at 4, oh. go over to my best friend Doug's house, get in his car with his dad. His dad had this old Datsun. That he could take the key out of the ignition while it was running, and he would clean his ear with it, you know, stick it back in. He'd belch. Um, Ronnie, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. He'd belch, and there would always be chunks of something. Oh, my God. And he'd always make the joke like, yep, save the big stuff for later, you know? (laughs) But I would have to ride to school, and then I would have to wait for him because he would get off work at, like, 4.30 4.30 and I would have to stay in, in his office at the in the custodial office at the high school oh. until 4.30 they wait for him to come back home key in the, out of the ignition clean the ear clean, clean the other ear yeah <laughs> but yeah it's amazing what we learn from TV yeah, yeah yeah it really is what was yours Jimmy? oh mine mine wasn't as funny it was just kind of an interesting uh, little uh, bit little 
piece of history that I found like a few, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe. Um, and I had no idea this was the case, but uh, it turns out Charlie Chaplin had a huge following in Japan back in the 30s. And um, so much so that this one kabuki actor uh, decided, I mean, it's, it's, it's what you do when you like have, you know, when you, when you have limited means, right? You kind of like make the best of it, do what you can. It's like, so like Japan in the early 30s was going through a huge depression and they couldn't afford uh, to bring in Charlie Chaplin's movies to watch. I'll wait for you. No, no. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I had his name right. Oh, okay. Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and uh, so uh, what they would do is they would put on plays. They would write novels about the Charlie Chaplin stories. And, and so much so that this one actor was so enamored by it that he made a play version of City Lights and would perform it on the Kabuki stage. And it was just like this fascinating, and then like Charlie Chaplin finds out about it, travels to Japan, falls in love with Japanese culture, loves Kabuki theater, does the whole thing, and it's this like very fascinating sort of like um, uh, friendship uh, between the two cultures, between the two uh, art forms of this of this physical comedian, you know, uh, film star, and this incredible... Uh, Japanese uh, for style of theater. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to like kind of bring it to your. Ta- I I guess when I like I, I I found it, I was just like, oh, I remember this. I just got the link. I didn't watch it again. I was just like, oh yeah, this isn't really like haha funny or laughing and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like a really uh, interesting bit of history. It is a very endearing story, right? Uh, everything about it. Um, I had to look up his name again because I wanted to make sure it was Komori. Oh, yes. I was like, Komora, but that's not right. Komori. Komora um, is a jujitsu move uh, that you're going to put on somebody to basically choke them until they can't breathe anymore. It's oh. also what I had after that one night. But anyway. Actually, um, I think the, com- the Komora is with an arm, so it's is not this, a Are you being check. serious? Yeah. You, oh, Komora. That's an actual wow. thing. I thought you just like, yeah. kind of pulled that. Komora is, I, I think, again, no fact checking here, <laughs> but the Komora is when uh, basically like if... If if your arm is like this, and then I have like my hand placed here in this a way great that visual I start <laughs> pushing it like back behind you or back behind you this way yeah. until like you kind of cry mercy, ah. where like I kind of have like a thing like this wrapped on yours yeah. and push it, and then you go like tap tap tap. That hurts too bad. I give. Okay, Kimura. Yeah, you can have jujitsu, you guys. Yeah. You could just fucking take that shit. I don't want to do jujitsu. <clears throat> Okay, nobody's forcing you to do jujitsu. I was I was saying this the other day, wasn't I? It was just like I, I saw something online. It was just like you know, oh yeah, I'm t- you know I'm over fifty now. How do I like you know stay you know healthy and uh-huh. like you know kind of like? And the guy was just looking at him like like what are you talking about? How do you stay healthy? You fucking you lift weights, you do jujitsu, and you quit drinking. Yeah, <laughs> it's not rocket science. Jujitsu would be good for you, bro. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of that shit. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to do jujitsu, and I don't want to quit drinking. Jujitsu, it's like the smell, just the smell in the place. You walk in there, it's like a fucking like you get capoeira class. I don't want any of that. Yeah, I think it'd be really good for you. I'm sure it would, but I don't want it. <laughs> but anyway, Komoro, Komori. God right, damn it, I said it wrong. Oh. Komor, Komori, not Komora. Komori, Komori, Komori. Hi. Um, just uh, there was something about him. I mean, he when the, when you hear people say that a person embodies a character, mm. he embodied not the physical like mimicry of him. Yeah, he embodied that spirit of Charlie Chaplin that that put upon tramp like person. Who sees a glimmer of hope? Yes, and you see that, and it's beautiful. It was. I mean, I got in. I really got into this. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to figure it out because I. I know I don't know as much about Kabuki as you do, but huh. I know a lot about the art of slapstick and the art of silent film. Sure. And I wanted to compare and contrast, and I wanted to see how it would translate because Kabuki is almost always so over the top. Yes. But 
Charlie Chaplin is known for how subtle he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how is that going to translate? And I watched this, and I watched some of this, the clips they showed from it. Yeah. Fucking beautiful, man. And like, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I didn't even think about it, actually, at the time. It's like, it's a silent movie, Yeah. but the Kabuki is not silent. Mm-mm. No, it has tons of talking yeah. and tons of like... So like, I just wonder how they kind of translated that into like... I mean, I guess like the 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 talking and kabuki are like long drawn out pieces, which could be like the cards that you read on the silent film of like people talking to each other. For me, watching the the parts that we got to see, it was easy because I didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like when our audiences come and hear us speak gibberish. Yeah, they they get the concept that we're saying something that they should know. Right. But they don't know what it is. I, I, it makes me want to go back and watch City Lights again, which I haven't. I know Johnny knows a lot it's more about it. The best Chaplin yeah, movie there is. Fight me. Yeah. Um, it it's uh, I, again this this kind of actually made me revisit City Lights too. But I mean, mm. they spent over a year filming it. Wait, they and, did a second one. <laughs> City Lights. Yeah, City Lights too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Spent a long time filming it. It was right in the transition when like talkies were being made, but Chaplin was still like, yeah, oh, so I'm it was not, later on. I'm, huh? I'm not. 1928, I think, mm-hmm. is when they started the, yeah, yeah. the filming, and um, you know, Chaplin was like, yeah, give these talkies things like three years, and everybody will be back to silent huh. films, and clearly that didn't happen. But um, the leading man was cast, like the, the the you know the if you're familiar with the story of City Lights and whatever, there's like this rich millionaire that. When he's drunk, Chaplin is friends with, and and then like every time he sobers up, he sobers up. He has no idea who the right. little tramp ah. character is or whatever. But he like there was a stunt that the guy didn't want to do, and so he fired him, and so they had to go back and like reshoot everything or whatever. But um, what struck me about like seeing some of the pictures and and like the little brief things too is like the Kabuki version. The little tramp character was like black and white, yeah. except for these little dots of either like a colored scarf or like a little colored thing. And I was like, "What an interesting!" Because you even you said last week, yeah. like Kabuki is big and it's, it's over the top too. and it's colorful yes, and everything. Yes. And all of the other characters in the storyline um, are that right, yeah, but yeah. then the 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 poor tramp character is yeah. like even his clothes are black and yeah, white right. yeah, 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 his, yeah. his makeup is black and white right which I thought was really That's which I also too. think is, is beautiful a, it was a true homage to the films being in black and white. Sure, you're right. That's the you thing. Know? It's like again, yeah. like with with talking and not talking, mm-hmm. and sell, like color and black and white. Yep. So it's like, uh, yeah, Kabuki is nothing but just like explosion of color of everything. And if you look at current current uh, trends, Better Call Saul. Mm. All of the current, oh right! All of the current, all the current stuff is in black, black and, white, and white, and all that, and all the the the, the, flashbacks. the larger life kabuki yeah. stuff is, is in bright, vivid that's color. Very true. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's a beautiful I, little concept. I mm-hmm. also, uh, <laughs> I also just on a complete side note that noted that when they were talking about Chaplin going to Japan, and they said like he once ate thirty tempura <laughs> 30 shrimp and became yeah. known as tempura man, and I thought. <laughs> Well, at least it's not a recent thing that Americans are known as like <laughs> ugly Americans that hey. shove food down there for like, well, we've been doing it for a hundred years. I mean, Chaplin is English, but that's fine. Yeah. F- I mean, he was living in America. Yeah, and, no, like, that's true. It's true. Know, yes, he was English, but like, I just thought like- And 30 what is a, nothing. What a, what 30 a, is nothing. Yeah, but what a perfect export for- Yeah. You see these pictures of like, like Charlie Chaplin as a person mm-hmm. was not- big in stature no, clearly sure. and especially compared to a lot of the people that he cast in his movies the boxing scene in City Lights oh yeah where he's which again it's just like it's just some looks like some dude off the street mm-hmm. who's boxing against him who's supposed to be this great boxer but the the ref is always like you know he casts people who are tall and, yeah. and like big in contrast to him but seeing him sit with all of the Japanese people or whatever and I was like oh he's big yeah, yeah he's huge yeah, compared yeah. to all of the people in Japan you just know? like at least I mean he's small but he had like kind of a biggish head it seemed like he's or, or maybe that's the thing in comparison to like tiny little Japanese you know cute you know the kids that he's sitting yeah. next to and stuff so funny though but like I just like I love the idea of him like going over and like what was Chapman like Oh, he ate thirty tempura. He was, he was this this giant, you know, giant westerner of a man, and compared to all of us over here in in Japan. But hilarious. so funny. Oh man, I really want to go back to Japan. We've got a break coming up. 
I don't think I don't think Japan's in you the cards. You can't go without your son anyway. No, no, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week's junk. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, gentlemen, Je- you, it, I'm gonna do my RJ impersonation. Gentlemen, use that term lightly. Yes. <laughs> I may have gone off the reservation again. Again. Me too. This time. What? Yeah. For you see, I'm going to give you. <laughs> For you see. Four words. Okay. Oh boy. Describe the video you will see. Bob Fosse tap dance. Oh boy. That's not off the reservation, I don't think. For I'm, me, it is. So far, I'm in. I like all those things. R, but yeah, but RJ talking about dance? What? Oh, okay. you can appreciate it even if you don't feel like you uh, participate. I, should I go on? Should I give you a little bit or should you just leave it at Bob Fosse tap dance? Oh, it's oh. not a, it, it's a, it's not a single. It's a duo. Is it a video? It's a video. Oh, okay. I'm All good right. with that. All right. All right. There All it right. is. That's mine. Okay. Bye. Go ahead, Jimmy. Um, okay. I I just I, I was looking for stuff. I I have kind of a list of things that I'm going to put on. I'm trying to like you know, um, you know, backlog. So I'm so I'm not. Anyway, blah 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 blah. I just came up with this yesterday. I haven't even watched it again. Again, it's like one of those things that I haven't watched in a long time. Like, oh, this. I'm going to kind of maybe also not say much about it other than um, we'll see if you recognize this. It's called Pat Carlisle and Kelly Zombie Juggling. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think you will when you watch it. But maybe that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Zombie Juggling. Yes. All right. Johnny? So I alluded to earlier that uh, this episode may be filled with trigger warnings. Oh, yes. And I happened upon this video by chance. It's not anything that I've ever seen before. I found it utterly fascinating uh, it made me feel like I wish that we that I could share this with you guys in real time and and watch your reactions. <laughs> okay, but that's not how this works, so we don't have to do it that way, right? Okay. But your warning for those of you out there, I don't worry about you two, <laughs> but for those of you who are listening, could be bothered by some of this kind of thing. This is the most racist cartoon <laughs> I have ever seen. And I've watched a lot of cartoons. I mean, I saw all of the old Tom and Jerry stuff yeah, yeah, and all yeah. of the, you know, this and that and the other. I had never seen this before. And it's an interesting channel. Uh, this channel is called Real Black, R-E-E-L, Black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it, there's, there's posts about black history and yeah. interviews with Muhammad Ali and all kinds of things. Uh, the name of this cartoon is called <laughs> Scrub Me Mama with a Boogie Beat. Oh. Scrub Me Mama with a Boogie Beat. Okay. And like I said, for those of you that are bothered by this kind of thing, it came out in 1941, if that tells uh, you anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, can, you, you don't have to watch. I found this to be fucking fascinating. Okay. So that is my junk. For the right. week, I'm excited. I'm excited by all of these. Yeah, I don't think this. I don't think this is going to be anything that you guys. I mean, I I'd never even heard of it. I've never seen it. So yeah, it's it's not going to trigger us because we're already racists, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, worry yeah, about great, you guys great, at all. Great. Yeah, yeah, good. At least that's what my Halloween costume says. <laughs> <sighs> this is our Halloween show, isn't it? I guess it is. Ooh. Speaking of Halloween shows, yeah. you're uh, oh. we're recording today because tomorrow you're doing Halloween ICS. Yeah. ICS style. Fun, fun, fun. I Love. found out that as you are listening to this, my episode of ICS aired yesterday. Oh. So if you're just hearing about Ice Cream Social today, which is Friday, if you listen to it on the day it comes out or mm-hmm. whatever, um, on ICS it, it aired yesterday. So I'll... We'll try to link it on Twitter and we'll try to link it on Instagram and yes. whatever to the to the pod and you can hear me crack wise and Great. talk about myself. I'm excited about um, that too. You both saw the artwork, right? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. For, oh, for his for his yeah. episode? Yeah. I haven't. No, I haven't yet. Just see a little preview of the artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Guys, I got to go. You do. You got to clean out your car. <laughs> it's been sitting in my driveway baking Ooh, in the sun. Oh, yeah. I think I'm good. Yeah. We totally did it. Another. We did it, gentlemen. This was a great episode. It was a great lunch. It was great to be with you guys. Um, you know what? We're not going to tell you to follow us on the socials because if you're following us, you're already following us. But go to twocharactersandaclown.com. It'll have everything you need to find out, everything you want to know about us three. You can go to the, on there. There's the bias of coffee. There's all the links to all of our junks. Um, if you S- haven't send us a missive yes guys you were great today audience listeners you guys were fantastic too thank you for sticking it out with us I oh, appreciate it everybody uh, bye kids uh, see ya I love you boys enjoy yourself it's later than you think enjoy yourself you're still in the pink The years go by As quickly as a wink Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself It's later than you think Jesus Christ, it smells like a French whorehouse in here <laughs>